What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to another edition of the Starting 502 podcast. Uh, now, I know exactly what you guys want to hear about, right? It's all about the transfer portal madness. But not only that, we're going to get you caught up on roster talk. Uh, exactly where Louisville stands how many scholarship spots they have left, who's gone, who's coming in for Louisville, and who could be next. All that and more next on the Starting 502 Podcast, powered by the State of Louisville Podcast Network. Before we get too into the weeds with the Starting 502 Podcast, I did want to just briefly take a moment and talk to you guys about our newest venture with the State of Louisville, which is LNM Eats. And as you know, this is Luke Burgess and Madden Sanker, two of the newest Louisville football Cardinals. And these are two guys that, again, like like I always say, it, it's like talking to, to somebody who's a, a fully grown adult. Like, like Luke just literally just turned 18 years old. And this is a guy who knows how to, to sell himself, market himself, speak with the media, speak with everyday folks. So th- these are two guys that, that are incredibly fascinating and they're going to bring you uh, inside their minds, inside the minds of a college football player, and also review uh, some of the best food in Louisville. Uh, The first stop, a little insider um, tip here, the first stop is shenanigans in the Highlands, uh, and that will be coming out. uh, If you're listening to this, rush to our YouTube channel because it may already be out. LNM Eats, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at The State of Louisville for more content from Luke and Madden. Another edition of the Starting 502 Podcast. So it's Presley Meyer, your host of the most. And tonight, once again, we have Jacob Lynn. We do have some exciting guests uh, coming up for you guys on the show. Uh, but before we get to that, we really... Hold on. Whoa. Whoa. What? What does that mean? Am I not an exciting guest? No, well, you're you're just a, a, a recurring guest. Okay. You're, you're not a guest. You're... you're. 
You're I'm a family. Part of this home. You're I just family I like you, you, we do have Jacob Lane, and then we will have some exciting guests at some point. Well, I mean, obviously, what we're going to talk about tonight is very exciting, and everyone should listen in. I'm not saying that, but what I, I, I will say that. is that it, we we do have some exciting guests. Like, okay, here's a perfect example, right? Like, I see you're you're on the, on the other side drinking a Modelo, right? And that's just a standard, very solid beer that that we just drink in this household. Like, that's just like a hey, we stop at the gas station get a six pack. You're gonna pick up a standard Modelo because you're a 29 year old white male, and that's just what happens. Maybe even a lime if they have it. If if, if limes are available, we will partake in those. Okay, but there's sometimes. You go out of your way and you have something exciting. For example, like I know that like I have a, a really cool girlfriend, right? Because the other day we went to the liquor store and I was like, hey, I'll just go in and get something like you want a bottle of wine. Like, what do you want? She's like, no, I'll come in with you. So we go to the liquor store. We're walking around, walking around. What do you think we walked out with? PBR is what okay. we walked out with. I was like, you wanted to walk around the liquor store to decide to get PBR as an adult woman. And she's like, yeah, yeah, PBR just sounded really good. And let me tell you something, PBR has really kind of brought me back to, like, I didn't realize that there was a taste of beer pong, but I have come to terms with this very recently. It's Bud Light, Miller Light, PBR, and Bush Light. Those are the tastes of beer pong, in my opinion. Like yeah. Those are the instant take you back to the days of, you know, trying to hit the, the solo island cup. It has an Island Cup vibe, if you will. It does. So you can go Corona or Modelo for the Island vibe, but for a discount price, you can go with the Island Cup <laughs> vibe. Uh, but but all of this is a roundabout way to say that sometimes you have to go outside the box. We will be going outside the box here on Starting 502 Podcast. Before you guys fall asleep, before we uh, get too far into the weeds, we got some basketball to talk about. And for so long, we've been talking about some really just boring stuff, and that's uh, Louisville losing. Uh, they've done a lot of losing since Chris Mack left. They've won six games, right? Like that—that's that's how how bad things are. That's how dire straits are, right? Okay, but exciting times are on the horizon. The coaching staff—I'm kind of sensing a little bit more swagger. I'm actually about to post an interview that I saw uh, today. Nolan Smith is down, you know, schmucking it up with everybody former national champion, you know, he has to go down there, flash the ring in Houston this weekend. He was on the set with Barstool Sports. I saw somebody retweeted it and kind of uh, kind of tried to capture um, some moments between those, those loud mouths blabbering. We actually got some good clips of, of Nolan Smith. And look, this dude's got some swag. Like, he pitches Louisville well, and he seems like he's got a lot more confidence heading in this year. And let's talk about why, right? First of all, uh, b- before we get into anything else, a little roster update, right? Because I, I think that's where we have to start every conversation this time of year. Fans, if you're not paying attention, if you're not listening, even if you are, even if you pay attention and you're always on Twitter, Facebook, message boards, whatever, it's hard to put into perspective who's on the roster, who's not, where did we stand with everything? So here's the first thing. Here's who's left so far. So, so far we have Fabio Basili has been out, is out the door. Sidney Curry uh, has announced his intentions to transfer. Kamari Lands has left us. Devin Ree is out. Roosevelt Wheeler, and then the most recent one that I believe we haven't talked about is Jalen Withers. Jalen Withers already considered by CBSSports.com as one of the top 20 players in the transfer portal, which I think is interesting. I, I saw think- that, and it's you're right. that It's interesting because there's a lot of talent there that seems like it was untapped for the entire time he was here. Yes, yeah, so Jalen Withers will always be – like I, I love Jalen Withers. I honestly – I've said on on this podcast, I 
would rather have had Jalen Weathers back than JJ Trainer. I know that's 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 crazy. Talk I have a football here. comparison for you. Okay. Are, are you ready for this? Yes. Do you yes. know who Jalen Weathers has the potential to become in basketball? But the on the football field. Yes, he has the potential to be the rust yeast for yes. Kenny Payne. Yes, absolutely. That's such a good comparison. Like he's, and I think Kamari Lands would be secondary, but Rush East was a guy who was. He's more like Greedy Vance, you know, from a football. Yes. We just did a football podcast. So that's why I'm thinking football here. But right, Kamari right. Lands is the freshman that showed the potential, showed that he could be really special. And then, you know, but was up and down kind of, and then left. Whereas Jalen is. A veteran. He's been here his entire four career, four year career, and now goes on with a year or two of eligibility. Will probably end up at a power five school, just like Russ East ended up at Kansas State. Um, I think Jalen Withers has the potential to go on and become a really good player and kind of get a fresh start. Well, I, I think when you look at Jalen Withers, the reason why I was so high on him this year is because yes, he had issues turning the ball over this season. But let's because let's, there was no other guards. Let's get yeah, that. Yeah, uh, let me, cool. Hold on, real quick. Let me just make sure I said, I hate to keep interrupting you, but let me make sure I said this, that I would have been totally fine with Jalen Withers coming back in 2024. And, and you know why? Because he shot the ball better than anybody else on the team. But the reason why people didn't like him was because he turned the ball over. But those same people were complaining or were the ones that were talking about, oh, Kenny Payne's coming in and all these forwards are going to be able to handle the ball. Jalen Withers is going to be a guard. Mike James is going to be a guard. This is what happens when Jalen Withers has to be a guard. Yeah. Yep. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that Jalen Withers is a bit of a victim of, of, you know, that, that high profile recruit that comes in, you know, he came in uh, red shirted his first season uh, to put on a little bit of weight. And when he came in uh, during his, his red shirt, red shirt freshman season, uh, he became a guy um, who was playing a little bit out of position, right? If you remember his freshman season, he was really solid, but JJ trainer and Jalen Withers were the centers on that team under Chris Mack for the COVID season. So if, if you, if you think about the way that that, that roster was aligned, Jalen Withers had to come in and, and be a guy that he was never expected to be. And he kind of thrived in that role. Like he wasn't like one of the best centers in the country or anything like that, but he was part of a Louisville team that beat Kentucky. He was part of a Louisville team that reeled off some really solid victories in that COVID season. Uh, and, and he played it in a, in a role that was completely unexpected and did really well. Uh, and then it was really last season or two seasons ago, I guess, uh, Chris Mack's final season where he kind of had a little bit of a regression. And I think part of that was to do with him switching positions with him acclimating with the rest of the roster. But you saw under Kenny Payne this season, his three point percentage skyrocketed. He went from like a 27, 28% three point shooter to a 43% free three point shooter. He doubled the amount of free throws that he was taking and he was making them at a higher clip. Uh, he was getting to the basket and, and getting getting fouled more, scoring more around the basket. And he was Louisville's best three-point shooter, bar none, last season. Uh, so it, it, it's it's interesting to hear what, what people think about him. Uh, a lot of people, you know, he, he said he saw himself as, as a three-and-D type of player coming out of high school and wanted to be a one-and-done. And then he redshirted, then COVID. Like, it's just things just have not lined up well for Jalen Withers. He's gone through a bunch of coaching changes. Uh, a bunch of uh, expectation changes for him. Uh, he, this is absolutely a guy who could, who could go somewhere else and be like a, like a 12 and eight type of guy. 
uh, and, and thrive in a role there uh, and, and ultimately, you know, finally make an NCAA tournament, something that he never did at UofL. So it, it'll be interesting to see w- what comes of Jalen Withers. Uh, regardless, he is out the door, has a lot of high profile offers. Uh, a lot of people are a little confused about that, but I, I think that, that people associate it more with him being a starter on a four win team than associating him for a lot of the good that, that he brought to the, to the squad. Uh, additionally, one more thing about Jalen Withers as well. He was the highest rated defensive player on last year's team. Uh, something that, that, that a lot of people don't talk about. He was a solid defender. So again, kind of a veteran presence that Louisville's going to be missing next year. I thought personally that he was a better fit on, on Kenny Payne's roster than JJ Trainer. And I don't know about you, Jacob, but I, I really felt that mid season, uh, even sort of late in the season, I felt there was a better chance that Withers stayed than Trainer. So Interesting the way that, that, that the pieces fell. Ultimately, uh, we wish J.J. Trainer or excuse me, Jalen Withers, nothing but the best of luck. Moving on to, to players that, that are incoming. So since the last time that we spoke, I believe it was, it was right after Sky Clark committed or, or right, right at the time that Sky Clark committed. So Sky Clark is, is Louisville's only transfer addition that they have so far on this roster. In addition, as we know, Louisville's adding Karan Davis, who's a guard out of, out of LA, a 6'7 Juco transfer, who's a, kind of a, a solid combo guard, if you will. You also add Curtis Williams Jr., Caleb Glenn, a, a local guy. So two wings and probably will be the, the two mainstays at the three spot on, on this on this incoming team. Then you have Dennis Evans, who, who had just committed right after we, we last spoke. Dennis Evans, a five-star center commit that decommitted, got out of his NLI from Minnesota, committed to Louisville, a guy that's going to be an instant impact guy, uh, a guy that might be one of the best defenders on the team uh, right out the gate, one of the one of the better shot blockers Louisville will, will have on their team uh, over the last five or six years. And then Trenton Flowers, a, a guy that, that we had touched on uh, last time we spoke, but he actually has since committed to Louisville. He is a four-star, fringe five-star player. I believe he, he was the 21st ranked player in his class, which is like fringe five-star, depending on the class. And then he was actually listed, I believe, as, as a top 40 guy uh, since he reclassified from the class of 2024 to the class of 2023. Jacob, quick thoughts on, on, on Trenton Flowers, what he brings to the roster, and how you foresee him fitting in Kenny Payne's system. Yeah. So, I mean, look, when you can add a kid that's a five-star talent to your roster, it's very exciting. I will say that the uh, players who have reclassed over the last five years or so have been relatively hit or miss. And and a great example of that this year is uh, the kid from Kentucky who was at the exact same kind of rating that Triton Flowers was at reclass late, really didn't play. Ugana Kingsley, I think is his name. Very little playing time. And then you have another guy, on the other hand, who became the starting point guard for Duke and Tyrese Proctor, who was a late, uh, early enrollee. So there really is a wide range of what he could become. He's going to have minutes available to him. And he is a kid who is six foot eight, 210 pounds as a junior in high school. Um, he is as athletic as they come. He can get up and down and he really fits. That's that kind of mold of what Kenny Payne has uh, traditionally had you know, from an assistant standpoint in that, in that uh, dribble drive system with Cal Perry with some of those long rangy wings. Now he's going to be able to score around the, the bucket. He, he is a, you know, a mid range shooter and, and can extend to the three point line, but is more of a standstill than he is anything else. But 
Um, he comes in as a, a 27% three-point shooter. That's kind of the one flaw in his game. He, and he's still so young that that's not really something that you're going to rely on him from early on. But what you will get is an active guy who can defend, who can rebound, who can score, who can dunk, who can um, do all of the things that you kind of need from that standpoint and who can evolve and grow over time to become one of Louisville's best players. Um, I don't think that he's a guy that you want to count on as a starter day one, in my opinion, unless you plan to take next season to develop like Trenton flowers and Dennis Evans are two really solid freshmen, but they're not guys that are going to come in and make you a championship caliber team or even a tournament, you know, contending team. They're guys that are going to need half of a season to get their bodies in check, to get adjusted to the flow of the game. They'll be able to offer you one element, like Dennis Evans will give you his shot blocking regardless, but the offense will be a work in progress. Trenton Flowers will probably give you that slashing, that Mike James type of feel to his game, but the shooting and stuff will will definitely come over time. So it's an exciting, an exciting start to add Trenton Flowers to Dennis Evans, to Sky Clark, to Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams, um, I still have questions about Cron Davis and whether or not that's still a fit. Um, you know, again, you need three point shooting more than anything right now. And he is a six foot seven guard, but it's a 33% shooter in, in California Juco ball. That doesn't give me a ton of confidence with that scholarship, considering all that's out there. But Presley, I feel much better with a lineup that's Sky Clark, Mike James, Trenton Flowers, JJ Trainer, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, Caleb Glenn, Emmanuel Corafor, Dennis, uh, Dennis Evans, and Curtis Williams than I did last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that when you look at a, a talent standpoint, uh, I, I think it's unquestionably getting you're getting an upgrade, right? And I, I think that already you're looking at a roster that's more well-rounded, right? So last year. To be honest with you, L. Ellis was the only true guard on the roster. I know that that people would push back and say Mike James, but uh, I mean the 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 reality is is Mike James plays more like a two three hybrid, and and he was pretty much forced into playing just solely the two position. Played thirty one minutes a game last season. You know we we talked about this a little bit uh, off air. You know Mike James was the guy that that they put on on the other team's best guard, right? So if you have like an Isaiah Wong is a, is a perfect example, when you're playing these, these high level teams with high level guards, you know, like, like a Proctor uh, or, or a Whitehead for Duke, uh, like a Caleb Love, those are the type of players that, that Mike James was being asked to, to guard last season. Uh, so really that that's, that's not where I think that the staff ultimately envisions a player like that, but he just kind of had to, to be put into that role. And same with like a Hersey Miller, for instance, Percy Miller is probably a guy who's going to step back into a walk-on role this coming season. Uh, but this is a guy that really had little, no experience, uh, had pretty much no high-level offers out of high school, uh, went to Tennessee State, and then ultimately transferred to, to Louisville. Uh, it, it's a guy that really is, was being asked to do a lot more than than a guy like that should have been expected to do. Same with like a Fabio Basili, you know, down the line, just guys being thrust into roles that, that really they shouldn't be expected to, you know, as Mike James shouldn't be expected to play 31 and 31 minutes a game as redshirt freshman uh, coming off an ACL injury. Right. So now when you look at this roster, yeah, Karan Davis is a, is a Juco transfer. I think that's a guy who's going to be like a, hopefully a, a, at best is a secondary piece. Right. But you have Sky Clark, who's a legitimate two, two way guard, right. A, a legitimate guy who can, who can score the ball, uh, who can create for others. Then you mix in Mike James, and then Louisville's going to add probably one or two more guards. 
And when you look at the balance on the roster from there, that's immediately a lot better. And then if you mix in, you think, if you think Trenton flowers, you know, he says, and if you listen to scouts, if you listen to people that are in the know, uh, they think that Trenton flowers is a legitimate two guard. Uh, you know, he can play the two and the three. And it kind of reminds me of a guy like, like Miller at Miami, you know, a guy that is listed as a guard. He's like six, six big body type of guy. And that's, I think that's who Trenton flowers can develop into, right? Like once you get a guy like that, uh, if, if you haven't watched Trenton flowers tape, he is a legitimate six, nine, but he plays and controls the ball like a legitimate combo guard. So he's a guy that'll bring the ball up the floor. He's a guy that you know, you're running sets for to get him open. He's a guy that he's not going to play like a prototypical wing. He's going to play like a guard. He's going to put the ball on the floor. And when he finishes around the bucket, he has absolutely has the bounce, absolutely has the handles, kind of ability to absorb contact and finish around the rim. He is very confident in the mid-range. I've, I've rarely seen him, you know, even watching full games, I've rarely seen him, you know, make a move to get himself open and, and miss a mid-range shot. This is a guy who is very confident in the mid, mid-range, has excellent footwork, uh, excellent ball handler. So it'll be very interesting to see exactly what his role is. But then you you, you kind of mix Flowers in, into the mix, which he's really a guy that Louisville's never had something like this before. So it'll be interesting, like you said, Jacob, you know, is he the sixth man? Is he a guy that, that Louisville foresees as, as an immediate starter? You know, it'll be interesting to see what he does. And then, and then what they bring in, going forward. And that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight is who are the guys that, that we're watching for. So we kind of have had a running list, right. Uh, of guys that Louisville's reached out to. And very quickly, you got Khalif battle from temple, uh, Sean Conway from VMI is one of the first guys that they reached out to kind of a sharpshooter type of guy, but we haven't heard much about Sean Conway since then. Uh, Reese Dixon waters is a guy. A lot of people like from USC with a lot of upside Keyshawn hall from, UNLV again, another six, seven guards. So you're seeing a lot of trends here. They're offering a lot of big guards. Keon Minifield, uh, the only guy that's really an exception there, a 6'1 freshman guard from Washington, really a true pure point guard. Uh, Charles Pride from Bryan, another 6'4 guard. Kawasier Reeves from Florida. Miles Stute, who is like a, a small forward slash uh, shooting guard out of Vanderbilt. And then Josh Aduje, I believe is how you pronounce his name, from Coastal Carolina. He's 6'5". So again, gone are the days where we're, where we're having a Peyton Siva and Russ Smith type of backcourt, right? Uh, you know, Kenny Payne and this staff, it's very, very apparent. What they want is, is you know, 6'3 and above. If, if they accept a 6'1 or 6'2 guy, like that's going to be the exception, not the rule. Uh, when you look at this roster, what they already have rostered right now, shortest guy on the roster currently uh, would be 6'3". It's Sky Clark would be 6'3". But then you have Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams, 6'6". Mike James is 6'6". Like, those are your shortest guys outside of Sky Clark, the guy facilitating. So, again, you're going to have one of the tallest rosters in the country, and that, that's what they're looking to add. Jacob, talk to me a little bit about, about a couple of, of more experienced guys that, that you're looking at. I, I think that Khalif Battle is, is a guy that, that, that stands out. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you like about a, a guy with, with the kind of game that Khalif Battle has? Well, I, I think it is very Jamal Jamal Crawford-esque that you can come off the bench for two years and be your team's second or first leading scorer. And that is what Khalif Battle did as a junior uh, or as a sophomore and freshman at Temple. Um, you're talking about a guy over the last two years that averaged 21.4 points per game uh, in 2021 and then 17, almost 18 points a game in 2022 off the bench. He is a dynamic three-point shooter. He is a guy that can do a lot of things for you. Shot 48% from three in 2021-22 and 35% in, in 
2023. And you're talking about Louisville right now. I think the big two weaknesses for Louisville Presley are obviously you need a point guard, but defense, three point shooting. Those are the two things for me personally that I think Louisville has to add at this point. Sky Clark is not to be a defensive trusted guard. You do have Mike James and Trenton Flowers, but you need somebody who can lock down for Khalif Battle. He's a guy that fits that three-point shooting mold. As a, as a, you know, as I just mentioned, he's a guy who's filled it up for years now and can come in. And the thing that makes him interesting to me, Presley, is I don't think right now you need a starter necessarily. You need a guy who could do both. And anytime you're bringing up players from that lower level who have really put up numbers, there's that conundrum of, are they a starter? Are they a reserve? Are they going to take a lesser role to move up? Or are they going to always try to be like a, a Carly Jones? And I think what makes Khalif battle interesting is he can be a bench player and won't have any issues playing that six man role. Yeah. When, when I look at, at the players that Louisville has offered so far that we know of, again, I want to, I want to specify well, as well. Hold on. And I want to make sure I put, I want to push back on that real quick. Cause I saw this and I've heard this mentioned. What is being reported right now is who Louisville has expressed interest and contacted. At this point, we do not know which of these players Louisville has officially extended scholarships to. Right, Those right. are two completely different things that fans often time in the transfer portal because it's constant. I mean, it's constant. There's 1,193 transfers in the transfer portal right this minute. I literally just checked. I'm not going to tell you how, but I have access to the transfer portal. If you know me well enough, you know how I have that access. But I just checked that number within the last 10 minutes, and it is at 1,193 total transfers in the portal. So it moves quick. And so fans are like, okay, they're extending an offer to everyone that they reach out to. No, not necessarily. A lot of them, they're reaching out just as a, hey – we're, we just want to talk to you or, you know, what are you looking for? Maybe that's the end of the conversation, but Louisville has not officially that we know of offered a scholarship, which I think is interesting because like, just to kind of give context today, Hunter Dickinson from Michigan enters the portal and instantly becomes the top dog in the portal. Um, and you, you see these tweets from the uh, Joe Tipton's and the transfer portal for times and the John Rothstein's and Jeff Goodman's of all of these players, their list of schools that contacted them. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. Probably only a handful of those schools are actually offering scholarships at that. Right. Point. Right. And, and I mean, you put that in perfect perspective too, Jacob. Like I just did some quick math. There's roughly 44, 4,500 players on scholarship in college basketball. That means over a quarter of the players in college basketball are currently in the, in the portal. It is getting 25 to 30% of, of players. I'm going to sound like very much get off of my lawn. You know, I love the transfer portal, but this is freaking crazy, dude. Like every team has, I mean, you look at Louisville and what they've lost to the portal. One, two, three, four, five, six guys. That's common right now for every team. We haven't even talked about LLS at all on this podcast. Again, things are very up in the air with, with LLS. Nobody really has a true idea of, of, of exactly what's going on with the situation. Definitely testing the draft waters. But regardless, you could have seven guys when it's all said and done. At least we still haven't even heard heard you know anything official from a couple of guys on, on the existing roster. So, again, you could have upwards of seven to eight players that ultimately enter the transfer portal uh, for, from this team. I mean, that's that's over half of your – your available scholarships, right? So, so the the volatility uh, of college basketball right now. Uh, I mean, it's it's 
much higher than what it is in football, in my opinion. You you see typically eight, ten ish guys. You know, that's that's a much lower. You know, that'd be like one or two guys transferring uh, in, in college basketball. So it's really fascinating to see. And then you see again some of the some of the best players in the country uh, on some of the biggest name teams are transferring, uh, which, yeah. which is which is insane. And that that leads me to you know we talked about Hunter Dickinson, but Caleb Love is a name that that is very intriguing out there in, in the portal. Obviously, Caleb Love um, led North Carolina, was one of the players who led North Carolina uh, to the national championship game a season ago. Things soured very quickly at North Carolina for Caleb Love. He's a high-volume shooter who had a low success rate this season, to, to put it kindly. Uh, he, he just had a poor shooting season, uh, turned the ball over a little bit more than, than fans would have liked to see. And, and the relationship between, uh, I don't know if it's love in the team, love in the staff, the, the fans, uh, he went from a guy who was beloved, who could do no wrong, to a guy that was a member of a, of a team that started the, the season number one in the country uh, and ultimately did not make the tournament. Uh, so he's a very, I wouldn't say controversial, but, but just fascinating name more than anything in the, in the transfer portal. I think that if you talk to, to anybody who knows college basketball, uh, they'll tell you, you know, this is a top 10 guy in the portal right now. And and I, I think that that there's a good chance that Louisville gives gives him a serious look. Uh, you know, this is a guy that, you know, when Kenny Payne was around at Kentucky, this is a guy that he recruited. When Nolan Smith was at Duke, this is a guy that he recruited. And uh, assuredly, this is a guy that, that Oregon recruited at, at, at uh, it. Josh Jameson was there. Yeah, but you're it's missing up. you're missing one school, the school that matters in this context oh and, and, and obviously yes louisville was was I mean, the second dude, dog if you go back I mean, to that class i mean all of these guards that are hitting the portal the last two years chris mack was a finalist for you yes know, you talk Jim, about jermaine breakfield was a right huge. right but he so he ended up going back to play at Ole miss for chris beard but you're talking about um caleb love you're talking about hunter salas at gonzaga who entered the portal today you're even Bryce hopkins about yeah, Bryce Hopkins, who declared for the NFL, the excuse me, the NBA draft, but is going to return back to Providence. And I want to, I just want to mention this: Kim English, the new head coach at Providence, has got a squad coming in, man. He does, and so does Ed Cooley at Georgetown, the Big East Basketball League with Rick Pitino at St. John's, Ed Cooley at Providence, Kim English at at, uh, or excuse me, Ed Cooley at Georgetown, Kim English at Providence, and then you've got Greg uh, McDermott at Creighton, and you've got. All of these schools that are just blowing up right now in the Big East. Savior with Sean Miller. The Big East is probably the second best basketball league in the country right now, in my opinion. I mean, the, the Big Ten and the SEC were kind of the leaders. The Big 12, too, this year. Maybe even the Big 12 with Kansas, Iowa State, and Baylor, and Texas, and all those schools. But the Big East is setting themselves up to be special over the next couple of years. And that's going to be fun to watch. But back to the roster for Louisville. An interesting thing to kind of throw out here is the Davion McKnight conundrum because um, it looked like, and, and you know, I'm not a newsbreaker, but from what I had talked to from people around the city, was it sounded like Caleb, like Davion McKnight to Louisville was as as foreglown as a conclusion as you could have come to. Sure. Uh, and now it seems like Louisville, and, and this is a thing that this is the conversation that it's had all the time of local versus not. Louisville has bigger fish to fry. Like Davion McKnight is a very solid player who played at a very good school in Western Kentucky, but, and look, Davion McKnight is going to visit Kansas. I mean, that tells you what you need to know about him, 
But Louisville is in on potentially a guy like Keon Minifield at Washington, who had as a freshman a, a season that showed stardom in the making. And then you're talking about Caleb Love. Look at the guards in the in the NCAA tournament right now, Presley. If you give me Caleb Love on this roster, I get UNC has a conundrum with him, whether or not he is good enough to kind of be the guy. But the guy was elite in the NCAA tournament and won them and helped to win them a national championship in a tournament where veteran guards are make or break. I take that all day long. I would take Caleb love 10 out of 10 days and say, let's just go back to the portal next year and then find the next Caleb love. Um, And that's the kind of conundrum that you're in, but Davion McKnight is a really solid player, but he's not a guy that I think necessarily that makes this team that, I mean, he makes this team better, but Caleb love, I think elevates the ceiling of what this team can become because of the experience, the, the, the talent, all of those things. And so he's a he's a guy that you're really excited about, but here's where I think Louisville's going to end up. I I don't feel confident in Caleb Love right now. Well, I guess we'll see if that changes. Um, obviously, we've heard some schools like Missouri and Indiana kind of being early on in it, but I, I just I think that if you look at the rest of the way that Kenny Payne is offering Presley, it's a lot of sophomores, freshmen, and there are some juniors in there. But you're talking about juniors like Sean Conway and Miles Stute, who you probably don't see on this roster. Kenny Payne, I think, is not as interested in being a top AC school, ACC school next year as we all would like. I, I think that that's possible, and I do think that this team is much more built to be competitive next year. But Kenny Payne is not sacrificing what he wants to do for winning. Kenny Payne is not going to sacrifice getting seniors in here to be an NCAA tournament team in year one if it means sacrificing his culture that we heard all about this year. And so what I see Presley and tell me if you disagree here is Kenny Payne building a roster that's much more talented with guys that need a second chance or need that step up and need something to prove and are coachable and are, have the right attitudes and are willing to do the little things to win. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like Reese Dixon and waters at, at, at USC, a former five-star recruit. He won the sixth man of the year in the pac 12 last year. He, he isn't a guy that was a star, right? But he played his role, and now he wants more, right? He wants to step in and be be better and bigger. And so Kenny Payne is looking at guys who have something to prove. Um, and he's looking not necessarily for experience, but talent. And I will take that any day of the week. Like, I love experience, but Quan Four was experienced, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That didn't do much for us. We yeah. need guys that have talent that are their ceilings are exponentially higher than some of the mid-major players who could come in with big numbers right now. And I think that's what Kenny's dream chase. Like, let's just, let's, that's what this is. Caleb Love and Reese Sticks and Waters and Hunter Salas and all these names, that are, and that's not a that name to, to lump in there, Caleb Love. Kenny is chasing after talent, and, and it's not senior talent it's young talent that's coachable that's moldable that's what he wants right now is a moldable coachable good attitude with tons of talent and upside to go to where they need to go yeah that's what Kenny wants we need to kind of alter as fans the discussion and and the expectation of of what a team looks like right and I, I know when we say altering expectations we all kind of like Tense up a little bit because right? we we haven't played tournament basketball since 2019. We haven't won a tournament game since 2017. So I'm I like I am on the board of Kenny Payne has to make the NCAA tournament next sure. year. I don't care sure. what he does with the talent. 
I need to see basketball in March or I'm about ready to check out, man. I can't keep doing this. Sure. Sure. Well, let me clarify what, what I mean by that. Then uh, the, the expectation for the type of players that you're bringing in, I think that in the Rick Pitino and Chris Mack eras, I mean, even, even if you look at Jeff Walls, right. Uh, you look at, you look at a lot of these coaches that have been around Louisville that we're, we're used to watching the recruiting. A Khalif battle is an absolute take. That's a guy that he, it's a no brainer, right? He's going to be a, a Retro junior or a senior, you know, a fifth year kind of super co- super uh, senior type of player, right? Super COVID, whatever. I don't <laughs> want to talk. I don't want to talk about super COVID right now. It, when you look at, at the the roster that's been established, right? So we, the guys that that we now we haven't heard from Brandon Huntley Hatfield. That's a guy that we haven't really talked about at all. Uh, we haven't heard anything official, but from everything that we know right now, he's still on the roster. So when you look at at, at, at what the age of players is on the roster, right? JJ Trainer. It's the one returning guy that that's experienced. He's going to be, he's, a he's the only senior man. The he's only, your senior. only senior. Then you have Brandon Holly Hatfield, who is a very, in my opinion, a very young junior, a guy who reclassed. Loved, yeah. He reclassed. So, I mean, what he's probably 19 right now, maybe 20. So you have JJ trainer is probably 21. Uh, Brandon Holly Hatfield who's 19 or 20. And then your next most experienced person is Mike James. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. That's your next most experienced person because he's a red shirt sophomore. Uh, from there, you just got Sky Clark, Karan Davis, Manny Akorafor, Dennis Evans, Trenton Flowers, Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams. Those are all very young players. And to me, what it seems like is he's looking for guys to mold. Now, we could be totally wrong. We could be wrong, and, and the guys he ends up taking in are a, a Khalif Battle type of player. They are a, a Sean Conway, you know, a, a guys who, who have been around the block just a little bit more. But in, in my opinion, uh, it seems like he's going after some younger guys, right? Like uh, a Keyshawn, Keyshawn Hall, a guy from UNLV uh, who had a really solid season this year. 250-pound, 250, 250 six-foot-seven shooter. Dude, do you know who he is? So the, for, for the hardcore basketball fans, this name will make them laugh, but he is college basketball's Kenneth Lofton, which Kenneth yeah. Lofton was just in college basketball last year. But Kenneth Lofton today was named the G League Rookie of the Year called up officially signed to a contract from that two-way deal to a regular roster spot. And my man looks like he's been eating burgers and chicken for the last month. Like he is not. And look, I like, I I'll stand up and you can, I'll show you my belly and we can all laugh at how I kind of look like, like him too. But the dude's out there making millions balling and I'm sitting here talking on a microphone. So that's the difference between the two of us. This is a guard. Keyshawn Hall is not a take at Louisville. He's not coming to Louisville. Like I'm going to just yeah. go ahead and say that sure, now. Sure. But he is a six foot seven, 250 guard, 250 pound guard who can handle the ball, who can play inside. Like he is me personified. If I was a college basketball player, I would probably yeah. be shorter, like probably like six, three, 250, 
but I would be, you know, using my, like I, like I just talked about in the football show we did, I'd be using my ass to clear space because I've got a fat butt. Like, that's just how it goes. You know, sometimes you got to use the fat butt to your advantage. And so that's what I'd imagine Keyshawn Hall's strength is, is using that fat butt at 250. <laughs> using that fat butt at 250. It might, might have to be the title of this. Of Do this you remember podcast. in the office when they are doing the, the, the warehouse workers come up to the office and Michael's taking them around and he's, a, he's starting to get worried that they're falling asleep because the worst thing that happens in there is carpal tunnel, where in the warehouse you could lose your arm to the bailer. And one of the, the persons asked Michael if he has fat butt disease. And that's why I've always called it fat butt. Like, I just think that was, that's hilarious. But no, uh, it's, it's to get back to our conversation here. Any of these guys outside of like Keyshawn Hall, Josh Aduji, Sean Conway, like, I, I think that those are the kind of outliers that don't make a ton of sense. I think the rest of the guys really could be, right? I, I mean, Smile Stude, Kawasi Reeves, there's really not a need for either of those guys, but. The Khalif Battles, the Reese Dixon Waters, the Davion McKnights, the Keon Minifield, Charles Prides, Caleb Loves. There's going to be more. Louisville is going to find somebody that's going to upgrade this roster. We're not, I don't see us in a spot where we walk away with somebody where we're like, let's, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? I think Kenny's absolutely not to upgrade the roster. And, you know, just listening to Nolan Smith tonight, you, you touched on this a little bit earlier. He's in Houston and he sat down with, with big cat and the, the boys on barstool which they're I'm, all totally here for we'll I'm, post I'm some here of those clips it, on twitter uh all those dudes were hammered and you have poor nolan smith he's kind of soft-spoken as it is sitting down and just getting yeah but, but playing at duke I, and there is a certain type of personality that he has to be able to wear nikes as an adidas like he has some thick skin he has the ability to play like be playful i think oh, like, sure, i think sure. he fit in well in that that set but big cat interviewing any little like i'm a i'm not a huge barstool guy but big cat and and uh pft, PFT. they're so yeah. good and yeah. so the fact that no one got to sit down with them is it just makes me happy but he says i can't name any names but we're getting ready to take a step up in the talent that we acquire and that comes moments after the transfer of hunter dickinson which i'm not here to connect the popcorn eating gif to the hunter dickinson transfer i don't think that that's the case here but i do think Louisville is very about very much about to take a step up in and ta- talent overall. Um, and, and that leads me to my next point of, okay, Presley, you have three scholarships. This, here's how we can end the show. And this can be a good question for fans is knowing what we know now, this is going to change. The portal is going to continue to add players all the way up until the off, you know, through the summer and who is available now may not be who Louisville ends with, but right now, Presley, who are the three guys that fill those scholarship spots for you? Considering right, right. the high school guys, the 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 uh, basketball African League guys, the transfers, who do you – if you're Kenny Payne, if you're Presley Payne, who is your final three guys that fill this, this roster out? So I, I will preface this with this. This is totally not answering the question. But I, I will say, number one, my number one thing is, is to, for – I don't know if he has an, an NLI sign. I don't know what the situation is, but – Karan Davis to me stands out like a sore thumb. And I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that he sticks with his uh, signing to Louisville. He comes in and he becomes an immediate impact guy. I, I'm not sure that's the case. And that's why I get worried and a little bit curious about why he's, he's a take, right? Like I, I get, I get confused and, and kind of just weirded out by the fact. Now maybe Karan Davis comes in and he's a walk-on. Maybe Louisville has, has four scholarships left. I don't know. But that's number one. That's the thing that sticks out to me in my mind because 
I think if you have four scholarship spots left, you can turn, you still have the potential to turn this into like a, a second weekend type of team, right? Or, or further, you, you never know what can happen in the NCAA tournament, right? But but that's what I think that's what fans want to see. Fans want to see Louisville make the NCAA tournament and they want to see them win a game. Like Louisville hasn't won a game in the NCAA tournament since Rick Patino's last season. Like it's been a hot second, man. And so with, with that in mind, uh, if if I'm if I'm Kenny Payne and staff, uh, I am, am, am focusing hardcore on Caleb Love. I think that's a guy that can come in. When you look at when you look at what was around Caleb Love in, in North Carolina, R.J. Davis was almost a clone of, of, of Caleb Love, right? Like they were two very similar players. And I don't know if they ham and egged it as well as, as they could have, right? Like you could have two you could have two small speedy guards come in, and it's Jared West and L. Ellis, or it can be Peyton Smith and Rusty. Peyton Smith and Russ Siva. I love that. But that's the whole point is that they played yeah. off of each other very, very well. So you have RJ Davis, you have DeMarco Dunn, you have, and then you have other playmakers on that team, like an Armando Baycott, like a Pete Nance type, type of guy. Yeah, so Puff Johnson, Dontrez Styles. They had so much talent. Like yeah, they, they had a ton of talent, but I don't know sure it didn't match well together. It didn't, and, no, it didn't. And, and that's that's my whole point is, is that, you know, Caleb Lovell ultimately it was just it could have been a not not a good fit for him in North Carolina. In my opinion, I, we'll take your your leftovers in this in this uh, but situation. Like th- this is a guy that I mean, this is a guy that's played in a national championship game. This is a guy that threw threw up twenty eight against Duke in the Final Four and hit the, one of the most clutch shots in program history against its arch rival. I mean, yes, you're talking like, about. But- he, this is a like he's a straight up baller and he's cold blooded too, man. Like so so I you know you can say all you want about about uh, you know his, his production on the floor this season and and there there's a lot to be talked about with North Carolina not making the tournament with the talent and experience that they had coming back. But by that same token, I mean this is a guy that can come in and be a game changer for a program like Louisville. This is a guy that you know when you pair him with the Trenton Flowers and a I'm so and a, torn, man, because like. Why would Caleb and I don't obviously, you know, I love Louisville basketball, but right now, why would Caleb love come to Louisville? Right. When there's so many other programs closer than what Louisville is. I see Louisville obviously as a sleeping giant, like the right players can get this team right back to where Louisville was in 2015, 16, 17. Like it's easy turnaround, but it's still a show me type of thing. Um, and to your point about Caleb Love, I want to touch on Keon Minifield, six foot one, 170 foot guard, uh, 170 foot guard. 170 That's a foot. fucking huge guard. Holy cow. Talking about tall guards, man. But Keon Minifield from, from Washington uh, is a guy that was instantly associated with Louisville from the moment before, even before he entered the portal. But he averaged 10 points a game last year. He's a point guard, six foot one from Flint, Michigan. I think he played on the same AAU team as Curtis Williams or went to yes. the same high school as Curtis Williams. Yes. So there's some experience there. Uh, but to me, like, I like the, the, the kid. Like, look, don't get me wrong. The kid is nice. He is nice. Like, the handles, the speed, It's it reminds me a little bit of like a Colin Sexton. Yes. Um, just perfect, like per- perfect comparison <laughs> or like a Kyra Lewis who played at Alabama after Colin Sexton. He's like the kind of guard you want at a, like he's fast downhill, always just trying to attack, but he's coming from a program that, you know, Washington was better than Louisville record wise, but he was one of the better players on a bad team. And I just wonder sometimes how that translates. So he didn't win a lot. I, I would want to see this team add winners and that's, yeah. you know, not saying he can't be a winner, but I would love to see them add more guys who have some of those big time wins under the belt to get them back. But 
that all goes back to the conversation, Presley, and we'll continue to see this play out over the next couple of months. But let me see who else you, you mentioned okay, the, okay. The guards, so, but quickly, let's, who else? Let's go here. Okay. So it, in my opinion, the, the first guy that you go after and you try to lock up is minute field because that seems like he fits the mold of what the staff's trying to do. And if you have Sky Clark and Keon Minifield in the same backcourt, that is a very, very lethal backcourt and, and, and something that Louisville just did not have last season, which is two guys who are just bucket getters and they can also create for others. That's so important is that, you know, L. Ellis, he was he became a really solid point guard. Uh, you know, we can get into the turnovers and everything else, but he had more assists than turnovers uh, in the back half of the season. But he was not a, a true point guard. He's a guy who was kind of forced into the role of, of a point guard, uh, whereas you have you could bring in two guys right away and Sky Clark and Keon Minifield, who are uh, exceptionally fast, exceptionally gifted with the ball, uh, great finishers around the rim, uh, solid shooters. And, and most importantly, they can create their own shot and they can create shots for others. That's something that Louisville just did not have last season. Uh, so immediately you add that sort of impact. Uh, obviously, you can't hit on everything, but if you're not adding Caleb Love or Keon Minifield, I would want a Khalif battle. Uh, of the names that we know that Louisville's reached out to, he doesn't fit the mold necessarily of, of what the staff's been going after, but I think that's great. I think he, he shouldn't fit the mold of what the staff has gone after from everybody else because then you're going to have the same type of players across the roster. Uh, so I, I, I think that that Khalif Battle is of the guys that Louisville's offered. He's the guy that, that excites me the most because you could have, say, you started Sky Clark and, and Mike James. Khalif Battle would be a great six man. He could be a guy that could that could ham and egg it and 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 play alongside of those two guys. He's a guy who could come in and, and be you know play on the wing or put Mike James goes goes over the wing. Khalif Battle plays the two. This is a guy who can muck it up get in there and get some rebounds. He's a guy who can get to the bucket at will. He's a guy who's going to, who's shot over 40% from three. Like this is, this is a dead eye knockdown shooter, a guy who is, is not afraid to, sh to shoot the basketball. Uh, so that's absolutely a guy to take. And then the guy that we, we just like, we just keep forgetting to talk about this guy, but it's very important to, to bring this up is Churchill Abbas or Churchill Abbas. Uh, I guess we'll get some clarification one day, how you pronounce his name, Churchill uh, Abbas, Abbas, whatever Churchill, we'll just call him Churchill. Uh, it is a guy that it's almost like folklore almost because it's a guy that, that we've heard rumblings for months now that when Manny Okorafor committed, Churchill was, was a guy that committed alongside him. Right. But then we've heard pretty much nothing. And when you listen to, to the guys who are in the know, when you listen to the guys on the radio message boards, whatever, they're just like, yeah, he's just gone radio silent, but that's the problem. Nobody has connections with the NBA Africa, right? Like people have connections in high school recruiting. People have connections with transfers. They don't have connections with NBA Africa. Like Manny Okorafor just came out of nowhere. And it's going to be the same with, with Churchill, right? Like we're, we're just not going to know until we know. But here's what excites people about Churchill, right? When you watch the video, there's very limited videotape, but what, do you, what you watch of him uh, from his, his, uh, his Motorola flip flown on uh, uh, an old 360p laptop, you watch a guy who just has, he has a, a verified 38 inch vertical. He has a seven foot two wingspan. He, if he comes to Louisville, he will have the immediate Montrez Harrell comparisons because he's been quoted, you know, let's, you listen to his interviews. He says, I own the paint. That's my paint. I will kill somebody for my spot in the paint. That's the type of player that Louisville wants, right? Like every Louisville fan, that's the type of player you want. Yes. He's going to be extremely raw. This could be a guy that comes in and he's a sixth or seventh man, you know, a guy that comes in off the bench and he's in that absolute electric uh, six man guy. Like how, how would you like it if Louisville had their four and five were the first two guys off the bench 
and they're just like the Bash brothers and Manny Akorfor and, and Churchill Bass or Abus, right? Churchill's, his signature is that he's a tenacious rebounder and he's a guy that if he gets the ball anywhere around the basket, he's going to dunk it. Uh, he's listed as a 6'9 center, but I, I'd see him more as a four. And he's a guy who can rebound the hell out of the ball and just dunk the shit out of the ball, which I, I just love that. Uh, coming from a couple of teams that just have not dunked the ball very well. If you have this guy coming in behind J.J. Trader next season, absolutely perfect competition for a guy like that. So uh, Churchill, Abis, Abbas, that's a guy to look out for. I think that's I, – when I look at this roster, I already – kind of see him as a, as a scholarship spent really. I'm, I'm just looking for guards at this point. Yeah. So I, I I'm sitting here and, and look, the, the first place I can jump off is I agree with Churchill Abus. I mean, you're talking about a kid who is playing professional basketball in Africa has shown some of those characteristics of just tenacity that Louisville needs that mentality of aggression and just dominating and not being afraid. Like Louisville desperately needs that. But at the same time though, Presley Louisville needs offense as a, from a center position. I mean, uh, Brandon Huntley have it, I think regressed from what we thought he could be, but I think that there's still a lot of opportunity and potential to grow there. I'm excited. He's coming back. I don't think I would have said that about a month and a half ago, but the more time we've had to settle, I feel, you know, as a, as a junior, this kid has the chance to still continue to grow. Um, but Churchill Abbas, I think, is a great fit with Dennis Evans and, and Emmanuel Corfor as a, another big who can rebound, run the floor, rim run. Clint Capella, think that as a comparison, in my opinion, to Churchill Abbas. Um, then I'm torn. Uh, Caleb Love, there's a lot to like. There's a lot of winning there. There's a lot of big numbers. But this is also a guy that shot 29% from three, shot seven threes a game in 2023. Really, really Made irresponsible decisions as a point guard. He um, became he became that guy at the YMCA that you pick up as a fifth, and then every time he gets the ball from thirty feet out, he's just firing. Like that's just who he became towards towards the end of the season. Because I think that maybe there's just that that mindset, right? That you know he basically led that team to the Final Four last season, and so he just has this kind of mindset, like he'll just do it again. Like eventually the shots will start falling, and so he's just going to start taking hero shots and and. You know, obviously there's a lot more to it. I'd have to go back and watch a lot more full games from, from North Carolina. For, but from what we saw in person, from what we saw, uh, you know, I mean, every time you turn your head, there's a North Carolina game on TV. So you see a lot of Caleb Love. And, yes, there was regression as far as shot selection, as far as just maturity uh, as, as a whole this season. Sorry, continue. Yeah, so that's where we're at. And so Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's why the decision between like a Caleb Love and a Keon Minifield is tough for me because, and then also you got to throw an L Ellis to that, right? Because you can't bring all three in. You really want. It's one out of those three. Yep. I, I just still have this gut feeling that L Ellis is going to play for NC State next year. I've had this gut feeling for a, quite a while. Um, and if it's not NC State, it'll be North Carolina. One of those two schools, L. Ellis. I, I do not believe L. Ellis is going to ever play for Louisville again. If he plays college basketball next year, it will be for a North Carolina ACC team. That's just my prediction. I don't know anything. Just a guess there. But I'm going to go Caleb Love. Caleb Love for the chance, uh, for the sake of the fact that Louisville needs experience. I want to see tournament wins. So for me, 
if I'm Kenny Payne, I'm filling that scholarship with an experienced NCAA tournament winner in Caleb Love. I think that with the right team around him, he can get back. He's not competing for shots. He's not trying to prove something with Armando Bacot and R.J. Davis and Puff Johnson and Jalen Washington and all these five-star guards. It's his team. He is the one that gets to kind of control everything here. I think he can bounce back and lead Louisville to a much further position than maybe we thought they would. And then what does that look like beside him? Because Caleb Love coming in and Sky Clark – that does not leave a ton of room for good defense. So for me, that's where I look at Reese Dixon Waters from USC. Reese Dixon Waters is one of the best defenders in college basketball from a, just a one-on-one standpoint. The kid is an athletic freak. He was the sixth man of the year for USC this past year um, and, and is obviously looking for something more for himself. Not a great three-point shooter, which is what Louisville needs more than anything, but I would rather Louisville – trust and develop three-point shooting from other players and go after defense because defense is not something that players add to their game. Like it's just not defense is shooting. You, you see players develop year over year, better shooting numbers. Typically defense. If you're not a good defender, you're not going to get better the next year. Typically like that's just the way it is. And so I think if you were going to bring in Caleb love and you're going to bring in sky Clark and you put around him, a Caleb Glenn and a Curtis Williams and a Reese sticks and waters and a Mike James, then you're talking about a team that can score and defend. And that's where I think changes the game for Louisville. If you focus too much on offense, you're going to find yourself in a spot like you were last year, press where you just can't defend anybody. And you're letting Braden Olson from, you know, Lenore Ryan just torch you. And, and yep. that's not what Kenny can do in year two. He needs to be able to, to stop other teams more than he needs to be able to score. In my opinion, my hope is that this is the way that the staff is looking at this team. We're going to bring in young guys that we can mold, that we can not control, but guys that we can coach up. I think that's number one. And then they're going to bring in guys who, you know, they have the offensive talent. Like, like here's one thing that, that, you know, people are really high on Mike James for a good reason. You know, this guy that averaged 10 and, and three last year, right? 10, three and one, something like that. This is a guy that, that people are high on because he already has an offensive skill set. But if you bring in more guys like that, you bring in a, a Mike James who is still moldable and you know, they have that offensive skill set. Like they'll work on that all off season, but when they get into practice, what I want to see is that they're looking at this team and saying, you have guys that can compete with you behind you. Now, if you don't defend, you don't play. And if they approach you with that mindset, anyone can play defense. Like I understand that there are people who are just talented defenders like Russ Smith and Preston Knowles were just, they just got it, right? Like they were just talented defensive guards right right away. Like uh, Dennis Evans is going to come in and be a, just an immediate defensive talent, right? Uh, but there, there are other guys where, I mean, Jacob, you said you can't improve necessarily. I mean, it, it is a bit of a learned behavior. And I think that if you have Mike James next season and you have Reese Dixon Waters breathing down his neck, or even trying to, you know, potentially start over him or a Khalif battle, uh, trying to trying to get a starting position over, over Mike James. All of a sudden, you see a Mike James that is much more locked in as a defender and as a rebounder because they know if they don't defend and rebound, it's okay if they miss shots. But if you don't defend and rebound, you don't play. Uh, Louisville didn't have that luxury this year. Mike James had to play 31 minutes a game. L. Ellis had to play 36 minutes a game. Uh, like there just there weren't options. This year there will be options. Albeit young options, but there will be options. And I, I think that that's what the staff is looking to do. And that's why I think that you improve right away on defense. Uh, with, with all that in mind, um, I, I still think 
Caleb Love is the guy that you go in on because if you get a Caleb Love right away, you're immediately you immediately have that that offseason hype uh, that the program so desperately needs. You have optimism, you have hope. Um, so in, in my opinion, I think that's who you go after. And then you just try to, you try to build the team around that. And let, let, let's finish on this as well. You mentioned North Carolina state, you mentioned North Carolina. If you're a Louisville fan, are you taking a straight up trade for, for Caleb love for LLS? I feel like we would have to give them some like draft compensation or like, portal really? you, compensation. Think, you think Caleb like love some- is that much better than, than L I mean, maybe not in terms of numbers, but L went four and 28 and Caleb love won a national championship. So that's, I mean, went to a national championship. yeah, sorry. Let, let's call a spade a spade in terms of what we see now. Look, I think they're probably pretty similar players and LL is in terms of uh, shooting percentage is in terms of some of the, the, the metrics is unreal better. finisher around the bucket. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I just, at this point need winners and, and I know that, Caleb Love's team last year went on a late run to win the championship. And then this past year didn't make the tournament. Uh, but he's a guy who's been in a spot to win for the last several years. And so I think that that, that just iron sharpens iron and breeds excellence. Caleb Love isn't going to go to his next program caring about the number. I mean, he, he probably will to some extent, but he's going to want to win it, and it, go far. It should be mentioned also that Caleb Love led a first year coach to the national championship game, which there, there's something to be said for that. You know, it, I, I know that the situations are different. It's not apples to apples, uh, but by the same token, I mean, the, you know, it can't be understated what, what he has contributed to that program and what he could contribute to a program like Louisville. Uh, so that's why I think that's the guy that you go after. If, if it's not love, then, then I hope that it's somebody similar. We're seeing more and more guys enter the portal. Uh, and, and like you said, Jacob, I would like to see a guy who's, been to the tournament and won in the tournament. I, I think that would be that could pay major dividends, even if this is a 10, 12, 14 loss team in Louisville. If you're a team that's going to make the tournament, you know you have a shot if you have a guy like that on your team. So yeah, and, and at the end of the day, for me, it comes down to can they take the step forward defensively uh and the desire to win those games? Because last year their offense in the end of games wasn't the issue most of the time. It was sometimes, but it was the fact that they could not stop anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can bring in some defenders whose mindset, I mean, I was just reading this article. Uh, where one of the the writers that covers USC said that Reece Sticks and Waters didn't win the Pac-12 six-man-of-the-year award because of his offense. He won it because of his defense. That's the kind of character and mentality that Louisville needs next year. And I am ex- I love the transfer portal. I, it's like NBA free agency. It's more fun than the basketball games in a lot of ways. Uh, and Presley, I'm just really excited about what Kenny Payne is doing with this roster. I know I, at times I've probably sounded a little bit negative in terms of just looking at both sides of a player being brought in. But I do think overall Kenny has upgraded this roster significantly already. And with three scholarships to go, I still feel really good that there's room to get this team to a, a place where we can feel confident that they'll at least compete to be in the NCAA tournament in 2023-24. And at this point, uh, in a make-or-break type of year for Kenny, that's that's really what matters. Yeah, and, and look, I'll say this too, and we, we'll get into this way more in the offseason uh, as things progress and we know what this team looks like. But look, all you got to do, man, is get the ball rolling. Last year, the ball never started rolling, right? Like the negativity, just the, the ball did start rolling, but it was the negative ball, right? Like it, it just 
whatever could go wrong went wrong. There was just never a winning mentality. They just never got over the hump to, to win. It, it, when, when they did, it's because they didn't have to hold on to leads or anything like that. It was just, they just were finally in their comfort zone. So next year, like you could see this team, like they could have a kind of cushy schedule early and they jump out to an eight and one record or something like that. Like all they need is to get that ball rolling. And with some of the players that they're recruiting, that's what's going to happen. Uh, next time, I mean, we could we could have a podcast tomorrow and it'd be completely different, right? Like, that's how volatile the transfer portal is. That's how exciting it is. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, Starting 502 Podcast. Follow us on, on Twitter at Starting5, F-I-V-E, number zero, number two. Follow us on Twitter, Jacob Lane 08, Press Meyer on The State of Lou. The State of Lou on Twitter. And, of course, as always, at the stateofbubble.com. Until next time, starting 502 Podcast, let's get down here. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.